The Rooted in Love Show. Life spoken from the roots of those who adapt to reach the sunlight. We stay rooted in love. We stay grounded. We get up straight from above. We stay rooted. We stay rooted in love. We stay grounded. All right, welcome back to the Rooted in Love show. And uh, I'm Gerald Robinson. I've got my brothers here Mario Robinson, Angelo Robinson, and our special guest today, uh, Sister La Train. Sister La, light skinned sister, wife. And uh, we get to, so where did we stop off? We had a little break and we, we made it through high school. And we're trying to see how you made that transition and found college and how that how that go. Even though it was an LSU, we still want you to talk about it. Oh, she yeah. went to LSU? Okay, it's Tigers. But yeah. So you had to leave home. Is that your first time leaving home for by yourself? No. Oh, okay. No. I've, been, I've been away from home. Oh, I've yeah. been, I spend the night and we camp out. I was also in the youth group. It's almost like a Eagle Scout. Okay. Um, but it's a co-ed. So we call it Puny. Co-ed. So I know the one thing y'all don't may not know, I know Morse code by heart. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Crack the code, yeah. Okay. Crack the code, yes. I know some knots, you know, you some other things that y'all don't know. You know how to use a blade, uh oh. Y'all yeah. gonna watch this. You're gonna be like, Pop, try to cut everything. <laughs> oh um, boy, we ain't gonna get into that. But um, we'll get that when I turned there. 18, I applied for citizenship um, because okay. um, I'm considered the permanent resident in the U.S., so I have to apply my citizenship for citizenship. So I, I applied it for the first time when I turned 18 right. with a group of friends. And um, love your system, love the government, oh, love the smooth. system. Not so smooth. Okay. Not so smooth. Took my money, said I don't ex- I never applied, I did all this stuff, and said that I never did apply. Wow. So so then I went mm. off to college. Now, they, they let you go to college even without that? I guess as long as you, you still. I still have my U.S. Uh, permanent uh, residency, okay. so it's okay. Um, the only thing I can do is vote, right? So, um, I went to LSU. What, what made and you pick that though? Like, huh? you just what made, what made you get to LSU? We we didn't talk about that part. I don't know. Um, LSU is a little bit further out. You know, maybe about two two hours That's away from home. Or no, it's like two, like an hour forty five minutes. Drive two hours drive. Yeah, from New Orleans. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Baton Rouge. Um. Mm-hmm. I thought about LA really? Tech mm-hmm. up northern um, uh, Louisiana, but I was like, no, I'll just go to LSU. So I went to LSU, and then at some point, I kind of like didn't like how things were there. Like, what was very- the college experience like on the LSU Death Valley campus? Yeah, you withhold. I just <laughs> I rent uh, rent a room with a bunch of you know st- other students and. Um, just kind of did my thing. I just wasn't feeling no the vibe. Fr- no, no, fr- 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 no, no. 
Yeah, they check. bring out the ruler, they check, is it correct, measurements and all that. Not Your only, bed yeah. have to be made tight, nice, no wrinkles, no wrinkles nothing. And boots needs to be shined. No gear drip. Right now, you got gear drip, this little right here. This is called gear drip. That's 50 push-ups. But it's okay because yeah. it actually, it, <laughs> you know, boot camp so actually old. teaches you to have, like, uh, attention to details. Um, and, and that's part of survival because if you don't have that attention, attention to details, right. that's where things are going to go wrong. That's, that's a good point. point. You know? In yeah. life, you got to have attention to details. That's a great point. Even no matter teams. where you work, yeah. attention to what detail. Look at you getting the lessons. Mm. No, but it's true. It's a mind lesson, but it's true. I like it. No, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. You know, like, look, our children. Attention to detail? Ooh, that's crazy. Oh, his son, yeah. there he is. He does that. Everything is. Yeah, Mary, Mary, you can tell that he went through the armor. You wouldn't think. Like, but, right? His room, it changed his room, him. His room stays. It. It does. To this day, we're well, of course we're married. If you didn't miss up, I'm saying this. But to this day, how do I fold my t-shirts? The same way. How do I and how do I fold his t-shirt? The same way. Same way. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. square. Still. And then when I more. pack to travel to Don't California for work, let me go wash clothes. Bring on a t-shirt. I'll, I'll do an example for you. I want you to do all of them. No, 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 no. One example. I'll teach you. Do the whole laundry, man. All my shirts are still hung the same way. Really? Yeah, now, I probably needed a little bit of that military, but no, I ain't about that. Like I do, I do my closet. Like when I'm when I'm going into the office, I like all my clothes by color. Yeah, because when I get up in the morning, I want to already know what color I want to wear. So I, I do that because I'm a little OCD. But it's some of that stuff is like. But I only fold his t-shirts because he has a lot of t-shirts like that. Women, okay. we don't have like lots of oh, yeah. t-shirts like okay. that. So. Yeah. Um, we have, I did. So what would you say is, was your biggest challenge in the lane? Subscribe to the Rooted in Love show for weekly updates and free giveaways. Biggest challenge in the Navy. Well, first of all, um, the recruiter lied to me. I was just about to ask you. Yes. Too, yeah. When you take your aspect, you know, tests and all that, you qualify for a so certain, competency um, test. you know, yeah. yeah. So you, you, they place you whichever, um, you know, uh, job, right? Right. And so I was told that I was guaranteed an A school for a uh, machinist mate. And I told him, I said, but I want to be a corpsman. I want to go into the medical field, not an engineer. And he said, oh, you do not qualify. You did not score high enough to be a corpsman. And I was really bummed because I thought I was, you know, okay. Right. And so anyways, he lied to me. I went to boot camp. I went through A school. And when I got on to Mount Baker in um, 1990. Yeah. And then, no, no, that's not it. It was not until six months afterwards because... I was the only female during that time. I was the only female in my division down in the pit. I was working with all men for M division. You said down in the pit. That don't sound. The pit pit. is like the bottom, the pit of the. Wow. It's the boiler. It's the boiler room. Yes, it's hot. Hot, greasy smelling. I smell like fuel oil and. Yeah. I wasn't smelling like a. How long did you have to do that? Um. Well. To backtrack, I, when I was there, 
the first six months, it was rough. Um, because I felt like I had to prove myself to all the guys down there. I had to prove myself saying, hey, as a woman, I'm worth something. I can do this. I said, I'm capable. I said, I'm smart enough to do some of this work. You know, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm the strongest. I'm saying that I'm capable of doing up to what I can do Your best. as yeah. to my best because my husband is much stronger than me. I'm not going to compare that strength. Right. Okay. But if you're going to give me a job, I'm going to go out there and do my best. And if I do it to the point where I said, Hey, I tighten it up to this. I think someone needs to come back and tighten up a little bit more because this is all my strength. This is all I can do. Right. But you know what? But I did the rest of the other stuff. So every day I felt like as if I have to prove myself and say, women, we're worth something. I got tired of it. So one day I cried. I went to the, um, you know, uh, LPO and mm -hmm. I said, leading petty officer. Okay. And I cried to him and I said, I'm tired of this. Because I'm tired of proving myself. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm tired of telling you guys that I'm worth something. And so he took me up to the administrative office, the personnel office. Mm -hmm. He took everyone's record out. He asked for permission first, of course. Right. And he took everyone's um, record out. He asked for it. And everyone's asked for and all that. I was actually the second highest from my division. Wow. The one that was higher than me was an ex-nuke. <laughs> so then that woke me up. I was so upset at my recruiter. And I, when the next time I went back home, <laughs> I went to him and I cussed him out. Because I could have made a career right. in the military as, you know, yeah, in the medical, medical field. Yeah. yeah. So you never went back in the middle field, in the military? No. He's kind of done at that point. Well, because I had some bad experiences there. Right. You know, um, I was assaulted. I was harassed. But yeah, so I was being being hard, being a woman. Right. But I want you to clarify that because when you say assault, some people think different types of assault. So just let them know what type of assault. Um, he literally had his hand on me. Because they don't think rape. He, yeah. Yeah. That's the Yeah. He the choked thing. me, lifted me up against the wall. And said, if I effing see you out in the street, I will effing kill you. That the end. Wow. Mm. Yes. That was so ever since then, that was my yeah. own staff member. Wow. Yes. Guy that I worked right next to. Him. I never reported because I thought about it, you know, as a, I'm Catholic. And I was like, he may have had a bad day he wasn't thinking correctly right. maybe he part of him he felt that way but i think if i was to forgive him i think it will turn out for the better that he may learn a lesson from this um so i never reported him i never pressed charge on him so right. did you talk, even talk about it with anybody no they the whole the ceo this the xo and the i had to go to the medical officer because i completely lost it and then um they separated us for a while we couldn't work together um we weren't assigned any work together um 
no breaks together, nowhere standing. Even when we muster, we cannot stand next oh, wow. to each other. We have to stand opposite end and all that. Um, and just basically stayed away. And then from that point on, when he made that threat, you know, wanting to kill me, I told, I had to have someone with me at all times. So, yeah. Yeah, at that yeah. point, I would have been like, yeah. my time, my time would have been up. Yeah, well, that, like, that was one of many reasons. But right. you know what? The very first six months of my career in the Navy uh, on board Mount mm -hmm. Baker, I was actually called up to the CEO, the CO and the XO, the CO uh, stateroom. And uh, the CEO and the XO were there, and they commanding they, officer and executive officer. It's like the president and the vice president. Right. The company. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but I was handed a package saying that um, basically. We really like your performance. We see how you are. We truly believe this is just, I'm, you know, right. summing it up. We truly believe that you will make an, an amazing officer and we'd like to send you off to officer program. And I declined it. Oh, wow. You was done, done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, from my perspective, being on the same yeah, ship. Yeah, I'm about to say, we didn't say oh, we, yeah, 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 on the same so ship. So we were on the same ship and I, I didn't know her like that, but I knew of her and I would see her. You know, like she said, she would be oily and have to smell like fuel oil and have oil on the cover. I was clean and crispy as shiny shoe. Oh, but that's another story. Um, yes. <laughs> but see how you just started on? I did. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I would tell you about what she's saying is that if you're working in the pit, which is the boiler room, which is where the engines and that drives the ship, but honestly, there's a certain type of person that works down there. Gotcha. So if you see her down there, especially if you're a guy, and you see this beautiful woman down there, just a natural male thing is what she can't help us. She can't do it. So you can actually see that within some of the people yeah, that work that, there. That's crazy you know that she would even get stationed there and that they would think that's a good yeah, idea yeah. to put you there. Right. Well, it's a co-ed company. Right. It's a co-ed... Um, it was about 45% female. But it had, to be some, it had to be some big, strong, barely... Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. That's, what, that's why I said that, that you wouldn't normally expect to see her down there. Right. You know, taking fuel oil samples and Somebody down in the bilge pits. I don't like, you know, you I'll tell you what my favorite equipment down there is. The centrifuge oil. The, uh, the centrifuge. Mm-hmm. So there's 21 discs. You usually like you maintain it and you clean it and all that. You have to take everything. You take it apart. Put you it have to together. take it apart. You have to clean it really well and all that. Wow. I remember, you know, being being a woman down in the engine room is not all that bad. I tell you, this is why I'm telling you this. It's because we have intuition. We go with our inner feelings. So when I'm a lower level man, meaning there's an upper level and a lower level, you get qualifications. You when you finish all your qualifications, then you get to do your um, your watch down there. Well, anyways, when I'm a lower level man, when I take over the um, the, the, you know, let's say the turnover, let's say you turn over to me, you give me a report. Oh yeah, the, this is the last checkup for this and this. Okay. I take over. Right. So when I come down, there's two incidents here. I'm going to tell you about my Navy career here. One time I came down and I'm like, I made my round. I'm like, smell like strong fuel oil. And then I'm making my rounds and I'm like, this is not good. This is not the smell that it should be because you can tell the difference. And then 
I looked down in the bilge. The bilge is the bottom of the right. where all the fluids come down, like all the condensations and all that dirty water and all right. that. It's called the bilge, right? I literally climbed down there, scoop up, and sniff this pure fuel. I ran up, told my chief, I said, God called General Quarter. And I said, fuel oil leaked down in the bilge. They said, no. I said, you got to come down and check. Chief, Bailey, right? He went down there. General Porter. Fuel uh, oil leak. And here's the thing. We were within 50 nautical miles from out to shore because there's a federal law on that, right? Well, you know, from that, I discovered it. However, NC, was it NCIS that came on board? They're trying to get me saying that I'm the cause of it to kick me out. Wow. Yes. What a way to end that segment. We'll get back into it. That's crazy.